Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast where we are hanging with the crew for some black girl magic. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. <laughs> and from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are in the final stretch of our Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign for Journey to the Heart. We have four more days left in our campaign to really make up the difference to get to 55 thousand. We know it is a big ask, but we want to get as close as we can. We do have a flexible funding goal. So we're just going to try to get as far as we can for the next four days. So please, 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 if you can support, you can do that at bit.ly slash support journey to the heart. Every donation really makes a huge difference. All of this money is going to enable us to pay our actors, pay every creative person who's involved with this project, uh, and, you know, help us bring this story to life. And we totally understand if you cannot donate, it really does make such a big difference to just tell people about the show, tell people about the project and what we're trying to do. And word of mouth really does uh, make a huge difference. So tell everyone, stop people on the street, tell them about Journey to the Heart. We're so excited. In the greater less universe, we have a few things that have been happening lately. There's a lot of gay shit happening. So I I love doing these little lesbian Google searches because I found this. Kristen Stewart is set to star in a lesbian bodybuilding thriller, Love Lies Bleeding. Uh, there's so much to unpack in that one sentence. I don't know, like, is Kristen Stewart the bodybuilder? Is she the love that lies bleeding? We don't know, but we do know it will be gay. So we're looking forward to that. Speaking of things that are gay that we're looking forward to, I have seen a lot. I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't had time to watch it just yet, but I have seen a lot of people talking about the new Hallmark movie um, that's queer and it's called Love Classified and it stars uh, Danny from Generation Q. So I've seen good things. I am always here. Listen, anytime that it's like we're getting a queer Hallmark movie, I am here for it. Here for it. So I just, you know, I think we should all make sure we check that out so that they know that we are down for these movies and we want more and they should just keep making more, more gay Hallmark movies, please. Yes. Also, speaking of more gay films, (laughs) we're doing really great on these segues today. There was an article that came out talking about Carrie Burke, who's one of the Disney executives, who was talking about pledging to make 50% of characters in Disney movies to be from underrepresented groups in the next year. It's called Reimagine Tomorrow. It's this initiative by Disney. You know we've done a million and one should have been gays on Disney, right? So I just wanted to read this quote 
also from Carrie, from Carrie Burke. I am happy that Disney is committing to this, but I'm also just saying I'm not holding my breath because here's this quote from this article. Carrie Burke, who is a executive at Disney, okay, a high-level executive at Disney, said this sentence. She was dismayed to learn from a colleague that the company only had a handful, in quotes, of queer lead characters in its content. Name them. I'm I'm sorry. First of all, so many things here. Dismayed to learn from a colleague. Carrie, why do you not know right. how many queer characters are in your it's content? Your, it's your company, Carrie. You are a Disney executive, yeah. Carrie Burke. Um, <laughs> secondly, what do you mean by a handful? Somebody's hand who was cut off? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who does not have a hand? Their handful? There's, there's, there are... Who, name, name one. There because here's the question. There are zero queer lead characters in Disney's content. Here's the thing. I could name... A million who are so gay, it hurts me. But, like, not according to Disney, they are, right? They're like, what do you mean? Also, the fact that she said lead characters, too. I'm like, don't try to pretend the two women from Finding Dory who have their little gay kid. I'm trying to think, uh, was Mitchell's versus the Machines, was that Disney or was that? No, that was... Because I was going to I was gonna say, isn't the daughter in that queer? And that's like the only one that I could think of who is like canonically queer in the movie that they're in. But I don't even think that was Disney now that I'm thinking about it. I don't I don't even think it's Disney. So now I'm literally I've got nothing again. I'm down to I'm down to no one. I literally have no clue what the hell you're talking about, Carrie Burke. So I cannot believe you when you say you're committing to having more queer characters when you literally didn't know you have but zero. But also if you like really do want to and also you want them to be musicals and you wanted to like bring on a team of people who are like super well versed at writing like authentic queer characters and writing great queer music for them. Like hit us up, Carrie. We're here. Yeah. Like hit us up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Carrie, we we appreciate yeah, yeah. the sentiment. We're, here. we're waiting. Put your put your money where your mouth Dollar is. Dollar Productions. Please. We're ready for you. We're ready for this. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 17 of season five, Stud Finder, with our special guest today, Cherie Johnson. Hi, Cherie. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Nice to meet you, Ellie and Lee. You too, Cherie. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm going to tell our listeners a little bit more about you. So for all of you listening, Cherie Johnson is the creator of Studville and the founder and CEO of the SVTV Network, which stands for Strong Voices Television, which we love, to present the rich, authentic diversity of all LGBTQ plus voices and was just featured as a 2022 tag enterprising woman. We're so excited to have you here, Cherie. What a bio. And you have even more going on than just that. So I cannot wait. Uh, It's just so humbling to like hear it and hear other people say it. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm Cherie. I'll always be listening. I'm like, oh, who is coming on? Oh, my gosh. She sounds great. She's cool. It's like like me. It's you. It's you. You sound great. That's right. It's because you are, and you can, you Thank should you. own that. You should Thank really you so own much. that. Thank you. I'm yes. No, we're so excited to have you here. And we're going to be talking about, about Studville, about how you created your whole, um, 
a whole new television network. And also what I found really fascinating is you, when you started Studville, you were a teacher, correct? Yes, I was. Right. So you were a teacher. What, what made you feel like, Hey, I really need to create a web series about black lesbians. Like what was the, what was the catalyst for that? Okay. The catalyst. So (laughs) you have music artists and painters and a lot of great things come out of heartbreak. So Mm -hmm. we get our best songs Mm -hmm. and, you know, those creators went through all the heartbreak in the world. Well, it was no different with Stubbill TV. Uh, I went through through a major breakup in my life, like almost like suicidal. And uh, my friends, my crew were were there to like uplift me and bring me out of of the darkness. And just jokingly one day, uh, they just said, dang, your life should be a show. And I said, your life should be a show too. Why don't we do a show about our lives? So Studville TV was born out of hurt, but also to tell the, the real life stories of, of uh, myself and my three best friends and the things we've gone through in dating, careers, uh, friendship, and, and, you know, everything about our lives. So uh, the catalyst was heartbreak. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I love that so much, though, because that's like, you know, Ellie and I always say that's exactly how we started this podcast <laughs> is just having endless phone calls and saying, like, we should record this. And I just I love that as the impetus for like just doing something is somebody making an offhand comment being like, you should <laughs> your life should be a show. I mean, like, yeah, it should be. Let's do it. And you're like, right, that's amazing. Right, you're like right. here's here's the script. Like the next yeah, time you see I each just, other and you're like, I was joking about the show, but I guess we're doing it now. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. So then I started calling them back. Like, now what happened when I wasn't there? What happened? <laughs> Especially because I love that 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 recounting of that process uh, just sort of like wildly glosses over all of the actual work parts of it, right? You're just like, oh, my friend made a comment, and then there a series happened. It was born. Like, now it was born. Yeah, 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 that, you know, yeah. Birth, you know, you have to go yeah. through a lot of labor pains. I've never done that part, but you know, to give birth to anything, you go through a lot of labor pains. So it, it wasn't Listen, glossing I over. Have so, and it is a lot of work. Right, so, right, you know, right. So yeah, I didn't gloss over great. it, but that was that was the, <laughs> the birthing part. But but giving birth, all those labor pains, there were a lot of labor pains in there. So it wasn't as magical as like, yes, it should be a show. Speak it. And here it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. it was oh, the we, work we are aware. We are aware. There's there's contraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, oh, it's yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm passing out and my mouth is dry, dehydrated. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. Pockets empty, sleeping in my truck, and you know, it was a lot of stuff. So I'm very well, I'm very impressed with you that you that you did it and also that you are continuing to create things. But um before we dig too much into the creation process, I want to talk a little bit about the title, right? Studville. So can you tell our listeners? How would you define a stud? And do you consider yourself to be a stud? (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing you do if you made this series called Studville, but I'm curious. Yeah, but, you know, things have changed (laughs) so much. And, and, you know, sometimes I'm sitting here confused. Like, I I don't know. Like, people keep writing the rule books and changing the rules. And I'm like, I'm just me. But Studville TV, so, you know, there there was a... 
the name of the show, we wanted it to just be studs because it was about masculine of center uh, women. And mm-hmm. so then we wanted to name it Studville. So we found out that, you know, uh, in another industry, there was a uh, something uh, copyrighted with that name. So we tagged the TV on. So then we have Studville TV. And so that's how we came up with the title, because it was about the, the lives of four studs. So then your question is, you know, do I consider myself a stud? So that's how we came up with the name. It was because it was about the lives of four studs and our experiences. Um, do I consider myself a stud? I have never. <laughs> <laughs> I have never considered myself a stud. I went to school in Florida and I was new to the, the lesbian game when I went and played college ball at, at USF. Um, and I didn't know what stud and, and films were or all the other titles under the rainbow. I didn't know what they were. I, I just liked women. Then when I got to college, I've always liked feminine women. But I get to college and for the first time, I'm seeing like what I consider like softball players, like two masculine buzz cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, white girls mm-hmm. like together holding hands, and I'm like, Mm-mm. "Yes, I love it, but it's not for me. I, I like the, I like the, I like feminine women." Um, but you know, when you dive deeper, and and our society has so many rules that you put uh, on being classified as a stud, and I kind of don't fit into that. I like feminine women. Now, after that, you know, you're going to have to come up with your own title. So I, I'm just Sheree. And, uh, you know, I don't I'm not a not a what is it? Touch me not. I'm not one of those. And, you know, I, I do wear masculine clothing. Uh, you know, at one point I was <laughs> still having a cycle. And, you know, I, I it, it was so many things thrown at me like you're not a stud. Or you're too soft to be a stud, or you're a soft stud, and so I don't know. But it <laughs> yeah, had nothing curious. to do with naming the show. So <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious, like what? I wonder what it is about. Like, is it just not liking labels in general, or is it like that label specifically that doesn't feel right? Like, doesn't feel like it fits. If you want to go by a label, I support you 100%. It's just, I don't go around and it's not that I'm against it. I mean, I'm for it, but you know, I, I don't introduce myself. Hi, I'm Sheree Johnson. I'm a stud. Uh, I'm a <laughs> it's not on your yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> people come up with their own assumptions. And then, you know, when you date, you know, is my dating has not been the, the best is not. Uh, it, I, I felt that women wanted a a heterosexual male, but a woman. And mm. you know, I'm all like, you know, if it's a spider that come down, I'm I'm gonna kill it, but I'm gonna be screaming the whole time, and I might ask you to. So <laughs> I get I get criticized like, oh, you 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 a soft stud, you weak, you can't even kill a spider. Well, hell, I don't like spiders. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want them crawling on me. But I'll throw a shoe, and if I miss, then you're going to have to be, you know, take two or something. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, taking out the trash, like, they wanted 
heterosexual males again, but yeah. a female. And when I didn't fit into that category, I get told other things. So I just say I'm me. If I'm running late for work and I forget to take out the trash, I call, babe, can you take out the trash? But no, the man's supposed to take out the trash. Yeah. I'm not a man, you know what, man. You know what I love? You know what I love about this, though? Because, listen, I, especially over the last few years, like, I feel like I have been on this whole journey, which, like, I, again, cannot recommend enough. Like, even for, like, cis folks, examine your gender and your gender identity and your gender presentation. And, like, it's been really interesting for me because, uh, I, I feel like my, like, as sort of on the elder side of millennials, right, that like, there is a huge growth in awareness and, uh, and understanding and like people identifying um, uh, uh, in as non binary, which like, when I was growing up, like when I was in high school and and college and stuff, like non binary as an identity still only maybe barely existed, certainly not when I was in high school that I was aware of. Um, and as someone who does dress like very androgynously, very much more masculine and has never super felt that way either. Like there was something it's, it sounds like the stupidest thing, but this is again, um, I love TikTok sometimes because I saw this TikTok the other day that like, just like I was, you know, I mean, Ellie, you've had this experience. Like sometimes you're just like scrolling through like silly TikTok videos. And then one of them like comes across your for you page and you're like, oh, that was exactly what I needed today. Yes. Um, and it was just this one girl making this like, you know, t- short, simple little TikTok. And she was just doing this little thing being like, hey, like masculinity is not the same as male. And I was like, Oh, I did need to hear that. Actually, that helps a lot. Thank you. Thank you, random TikTok person. Like, but I feel like that's what that's sort of what you're describing, right? Is like this idea that because you like to dress a certain way, that people immediately like drop certain, certain expectations yeah. and and stereotypes and assumptions on you that don't fit, that don't feel like they fit. Um, and I just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just always so fascinated by this stuff. Uh, and it, I just think it's really interesting. I just like feminine women, but we're both women. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Agreed. at this point, Agreed. you know, <laughs> a, a professional lesbian woman with business about herself. So, you know, and uh, we can work everything else out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is this, is this your personal side? Is the, are we are we seeking this woman right now? Is this like, is this a call? Is this a call to action? Uh, no, no, not right now. Yeah. I'm, all right, all right, all right. I'm all right. kind of, yeah, in there a little bit, but you know, this has been my past. You and you asked the question and, and did I consider myself a stud? I just consider myself me. I like feminine women. I, I dress, you know, you know, masculine. You know, we're going to have to work out everything on who killed a spider and who take out the trash and all of that stuff. That's totally understandable. (laughs) But the show itself, right, Studville, is about four studs. Yes, correct. So can can you tell us a little bit more about the show? That really was like your first creative endeavor, right? You were a teacher before that, and then you started creating web series. Or had you like done well, anything no, before then? I wasn't a teacher when we started. I was uh, a sergeant on the, the fire department. So I was a firefighter mm. for four years before that. You know, after I finished college, I had a degree, couldn't find a job. And as a joke, my parents were like, 
the fire department's hiring. Your grandfather's sick. We need you to come home. Cool. I went to the agility test and made it. And uh, was on the fire department for four years, rapidly went up the ladder, uh, made sergeant. And then after 9-11, I finished my master's degree. And I was like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, excuse myself. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, I started teaching. But the show started in 2012. I was still on the fire department. Um, and uh, probably for about that whole year of filming. And then um, um, I went to, uh, got a teaching job and I've, I've been teaching uh, uh, there. And so the show, you know, went on and financed by the grace of God and a teacher's salary. It started out with a fire department, firefighter salary, <laughs> sergeant salary. And then, um, you know, we just made it happen. We uh, hired a writer, uh, Rob Fox. Um, who is not part of the LGBTQ community, but he's an ally. Um, and, you know, we gave him our story and, and, and he did the screenplay for it. And, you know, he was with us for four seasons. So we, we pitched him ideas and he would put it in script format and we went from there. We hired uh, a cast for amateur actors and we put the most beautiful cast there was <laughs> on earth together. And, uh, that's, how I think we got away with season one being so bad. I look back on it now and, you know, everyone has to start from somewhere. And again, I did no research or anything. It was just like, Hey, can somebody get a camera? I know I had to hire professionals. So hire a professional, I knew you needed a cameraman, an editor and a writer. So got those. And then you needed a cast and, uh, they didn't, we look good. And that just, <laughs> It resonated with so many people and, and the first season just took off and, and reached millions of people. And we was like, OK, you know, let's let's go for another season. And uh, and so that's what we did. And they they took their craft more serious after that. The quality of the show, our filming, our production quality went up, the acting went up. And we made it through four seasons. And uh, yeah, there you had it. I had a chalkboard in my then apartment. I painted a chalkboard, one of the walls, chalkboard paint. And so I would write ideas of the show on the board. Um, uh, studs on their periods, uh, you know, everything would be up there. Camping scene, sex scene, uh, bloody underwear in the scene. It, all, all types of stuff that we don't really talk about or you see in series was on my board. In the middle of that board was gay flicks. Now, it sounds pornographic, but it's not. <laughs> That was when God put the vision of the SBTV network. Thank God we changed the name uh, in, in, in my head. God gave me that vision in 2012. It was written on the chalkboard. So here we are launching the SBTV network in 2017. Uh, after four successful seasons of Stubville TV, um, we wanted to uh, branch out and, and have a platform that was a table uh, for the under represented and the underestimated as the show was going along it was always my dream to, to get the show on netflix you know we had the l word we had uh noah's ark we were right up there with them millions reaching 39 countries and foreign people heterosexuals people just kept saying put out great content netflix will come netflix will come netflix never came <laughs> and 
uh, YouTube demonetizes. All of a sudden, after four years of, of getting monetization from YouTube, they said they couldn't find a suitable partners uh, for the show. They can find them in June during Pride Month, but you know, never mind. Uh, yeah, not the, not the rest of the time. Yep. So uh, they demonetized us, and at that point, I had to find something for our show and for others who were affected by this on on YouTube. So you know, instead of begging for a seat at the table, I got tired of seeing my community do that. We built the table, so we are the table for the underrepresented and the underestimated. I love that. Boom. Listen, you <laughs> yeah, gotta, you I know. Lee, Lee and I, Three. yeah, can can rant oh, on that. Please. So that's yeah. our that's our jam. But I was gonna say, you gotta cut Netflix uh, some slack. I mean, they were busy like canceling all their queer shows after a season. It's a lot of work. There's like paperwork involved. You know, come on. <laughs> they, they don't have to, they don't have time. Uh, God damn it, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I love. Um, I love the the idea of the chalkboard. I'm curious, like what, I guess this is two questions. First question, what's your favorite episode? Like what topic did you talk about in one of your favorite episodes? And then maybe it's the same episode, but what are, what is an episode that really resonated with people who were watching? I'm so scared to say this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's okay. <laughs> so actually, it's two scenes. So uh, one was uh, Johnson Soup. The title of the entire episode was called Johnson Soup. Uh, so there's a thing in the masculine community if you use toys, uh, mm-hmm. dildos. Can I say that on your show? Uh, yes, you can. can, you can right. We will not. We will not censor you like YouTube. Don't okay. worry. You can say whatever you want. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you're welcome on our, at our table. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, Johnson's suit, uh, the topic of uh, cleaning, cleaning your your dildos as a stud and buying. Do you buy a new dildo every time you date someone else? My response That's to that a was, very important question, actually. That, my response oh. to that. But we got so many and I was I was drugged. My response, but there were other people who thought like me. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, if you're dating a man and he changes women, you don't ask him to cut his penis off and sew a new one on. (laughs) Um, But Johnson's Soup, it tackled how to clean uh, that episode, how to clean your dildo. So in the episode, you actually, I asked my gynecologist, you can put it in the dishwasher or you can boil it on the stove in hot water. Uh, So Johnson's Soup is like actually in the episode... (laughs) Like they're cooking there. And that's the thumbnail for the episode. Like that is amazing. The characters of it, 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 that plays me is boiling the, the dildo on the stove. So Johnson's soup that resonated with everybody and caused so much dialogue across the, across <laughs> the world. Uh, and then uh, another one was part of my real life story it, this resonated with heterosexuals i inbox was full like oh i'm so sorry i i didn't know that happened to you guys too i thought it only happened to us so it was an episode where uh uh one of the main stud characters had gasoline thrown on her in the heat of an argument and the young lady she was dating was threatening to light it on fire 
And uh, yeah, like guys, like I'm not gay, I'm straight, but I ain't know that. Why are you watching our show? But anyway, anyway, <laughs> it, it resonated with people. It resonated with people, so I'm not knocking. Thank you, allies, for watching uh, when we were up. <laughs> um, so that resonated a, a lot with the heterosexual community. So dildo cleaning and replacing for the gays, and then for the <laughs> allies, getting liquids, grits, gas, whatever thrown on you. So those were your face, Ellie, is like making me nervous right now. No, 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 you're fine. You're, you're fine. Like, oh it's my just gosh. like I'm, I'm just like, oh my God, that like is just terror. I'm think I I'm a very empathetic person. So like when somebody says something, like I literally am feeling like I got gasoline thrown on and there's someone with a lighter next to me. So that's that's why my face is there. I'm like, I can feel it. I can feel like I'm trying to stay away from the flame. That's my face. Nothing to do. It is to do with what you said, but not in a. Yeah, you're fine. You can say whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. This is why Ellie doesn't watch horror movies. I literally can't. I can't watch them. They like they stay with me. They stay in my body. Yes. Like ghosts, Ellie? Like you're full of your body. My body is full of ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I hear what you're saying. (laughs) For sure. Um, I would love to talk. I mean, I wouldn't love to talk about it because it sucks, but I do want to talk a little bit more about the YouTube stuff because that was a big problem and still is a big problem, actually, on social media of like queer creators making gay shit and then like being pushed down by the algorithm so like they're not going to show it to people demonetized all of that so like what was that like for you when that happened and who were some of the other creators who you worked with to create s s t s v t v i gotta get the acronym s v t (laughs) v um so I, I, I kind of don't want to keep dragging, like every podcast I'm talking talking about the YouTube situation. Um, we're in the middle of a class action suit, actually, uh, with YouTube, and it was due to the oh, algorithm. Wow. And we're with some some other top creators, our attorneys out in L.A., and uh, one creator from SNL has his own show uh, that was affected on uh, Glitter Bomb. Um, but uh, that... You know, I'm just the type, I keep it moving. Like, they were like, okay. And I we went and launched the network and everything. And just a year, a year or two after launching the network, I see, you know, someone that I follow post that they're in the middle of a YouTube lawsuit because they changed their logarithm against the LGBTQ content creators. And so I reached out like, you know, we were on YouTube. They demonetized us as well. So well, here's the attorney. So we're part of the class action suit now. We you showed all the proof and and get all the data. And, you know, we were making thousands, and then they just like cut us off. And, and so we never put we never put season four on YouTube. So when we launched in 2017, the SPTV network, we launched season four plus some other content that we created. Uh, Queer Comedy Jam season one. Uh, 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 cooking with Chef Row, uh, Empowerment Zone, uh, a couple of other things, and we went from zero to fifteen thousand subscribers in less than thirty days uh, upon our launch. So, um, 
But a lot of those were Stuttville TV followers. But, you know, it's huge. I mean, because, it, it, you know, as as people who have gotten into the market of queer content creation, like it is it is not easy out there. You know, it's really not. And so whether it's, you know, your own following that you're still just bringing to your new project. I mean, that's still that's your own following. You know, like that's huge. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Also, so how how did you fund the show prior to you said you just were you were just paying it like out of your own salary, basically? That is crazy. That is crazy. And yeah, I mean, we all we know how much work goes into this stuff for sure. Yeah. How is SBTV doing now? Like you have so much more on the platform now, too, right? You have sports, you have all kinds of different shows. So how is it doing now? Uh, it's doing great. Uh, definitely. When uh, quarantine hit, COVID hit, and we all went in quarantine, just like Netflix and all the other uh, uh, streaming services did well, everyone was at home. So all the gay people was at home. So clearly, <laughs> clearly they, they, they wanted to see our lives, our stories, our way. Uh, so we, we've done well uh, uh, as we came out of COVID. We learned some great things out of COVID. And... Uh, we uh, did some great networking and talked to some great uh, people uh, during that time as well. But the network is doing great, and, and it, it it started doing even better uh, during uh, quarantine. So uh, just like with anybody, it's, it's starting to kilter off a little bit for all streaming services, but, you know, not detrimental. And with us adding sports now, uh, by the next quarter, we'll, we'll have live streaming sports. We've already started adding uh, uh, movies, uh, documentaries. Uh, we have the Greg Luganis documentary. Uh, we have Ice King documentary, Fallon Fox's documentary. Uh, quite a few documentaries. We got our first sports series. So uh, there, there's a wrestling series, uh, female lesbian wrestling series on the network uh, right now. Um, so uh, we have live streaming uh, flag football, softball, and basketball coming up uh in the spring and in the fall um so spring summer and fall so and then we got pride sprinkled in there so the network's doing doing great uh again by the grace of god is how all of this got paid for in the beginning with stubville tv because you've asked that 
And I, I look back on it and I have the same face as you, like, how are you doing all that? And, and yeah. you, know, <laughs> um, you know, by the grace of God and, and, you know, I'm, I'm big on faith and, uh, you know, anything's possible. And, uh, I believe that and I believe in affirmations and the secret and the universe and God, I just believe it in like, yes, I don't know. Uh, it's clearly working. Well, it's working for you. Yeah, it's funny because that's that's exactly what I was gonna ask next. Is like how because so okay. So I I get the whole process of like oh my friend had an idea that like your life should be a TV show. I'm gonna make it a TV show. But then like since then, right? Like this process where you just continue to like grow and like now bigger more things now you've got like this whole network that you've created now you have like books now you have like I'm curious like how what leads that like what leads from one to the next or like how do you decide like what's coming up next or like how to like do like add something new and like totally extra on top of everything that you already have going on. Do you know what I mean? I, I honestly believe Stubville TV was a prelude to be or a glimpse of what was to come in the industry. So, yeah. you know, me being an athlete, me being a, a, a playing college basketball, me being now a volleyball and basketball coach, uh, sports was going to have to be in here at some point. But in the beginning, that wasn't there. It's like everything that has happened in my past has somehow been connected to bring the network full circle, whether it was the creation of shows or content, learning about that. But then we learned and took it another step. We learned about licensing and partnerships mm -hmm. and, and so forth. So we learned about that. So we implemented that into the network. We got mentors. We're part of an organization called Start Out. Uh, it's for uh, uh, the LGBTQ community. Um, and so they partner with mentors. So mentors in the in industry, we've talked to mentors from Disney uh, who are gay, Amazon who are gay. Uh, so they have mentored us along on, on how things go. But then sports came about. Uh, so we saw during quarantine how everybody still wanted sports. You know, the NBA and WNBA went to a bubble and all of that stuff. But, you know, it was still streaming. We still had sports some type of way. Streaming. Streaming is the future of it all. We People are cutting cable. They're cutting the cord. And mm -hmm. so we need the, the LGBTQ. We're going after the LGBTQ cable cutters, cord cutters who want to see representation. And, of course, we do have representation, y'all, but, but, but look. Netflix has representation, but the Dave Chappelle fiasco, all the employees yeah. walked out. Now him. Oh, you're you're <laughs> preaching to the choir here. We get Disney, it. It's, I mean Disney has representation a little bit, you know. But look what happened. Now you paying, you know, and supporting the don't say gay people. And so all the employees mm -hmm. walk out. <laughs> so well, there, it's, but it's, we're at the table. Come to our table. Yeah. No, but it's, but it's, it's, you're exactly right. And it's so like, before we started recording tonight, we were talking, um, you know, Ellie, you were saying about how back in like the heyday of like YouTube queer streaming series that like we both 
uh, have such fond memories of like that time. But I think that there's a reason, like one of the biggest reasons for that for me is that when that was the heyday, right? Like when it was like you have your small indie like YouTube or otherwise streaming uh, streaming shows, those were the shows that were being created by queer people, you know? And I think that like, it's it feels different right now because there's this split, right? Where like, we are seeing more mainstream representation of like queer characters, queer storylines, like, and we are seeing more, more of those, like where the writers might be queer. They'll have like queer actors involved. Like you're starting to get some of the like, behind the scenes involvement as well. But I feel like you're also seeing all of those people, right? Like you, Sheree, who started with like your YouTube streaming series who have now continued to grow and just continue to keep learning about like how to do more and more and more and are like really starting to try to get that like foothold to say, hey, like if you're tired of Netflix canceling all our shows, like there's other options, there's other options. And realistically, like if every queer person was paying these kinds of services, the amount that we are all paying to Netflix and Hulu and then you'll HBO actually have, yeah, Showtime you'll have funding like, to make a Netflix show. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, like it, one exactly. plus one equals more it's good just, gay shit. Like think about, think about how many things like, you know, and even, even with the like account sharing that we're all doing and like, here's my password for this and I'll use your Amazon prime and you can use my, this, like, even with all of that, it's like, yeah, like most of us have like six or seven logins that you're, you know, throwing like 10, 15 something bucks a month at. Like, I mean, it's crazy. You it's can, crazy. You can throw it at SBTV. It's $5.99 a month, correct? Yes. Do it. I just, <laughs> I feel like people don't, don't understand like A, how much of a difference it makes. And for, for, every like queer streaming network service that I know of right now is cheaper than like any like Hulu, Netflix, whatever to subscribe. And like how much of a different ball game it is these days, you know? Cause I feel like that is the idea is that it's like, oh, but what we're getting are like all of these, you know, old school, like old YouTube shows that were like filmed on someone's like, you know, crappy little camcorder and whatever. And, and like the quality is just not the same. And it's like, I feel like it discounts so much of the growth that like all of those creators have still been doing all this time. And I also like, sorry to get on a YouTube <laughs> like rant <laughs> of these web series, but I also do feel like, like, cause I, I started watching Studville today. I'm sorry that I didn't watch earlier. But I started watching and I'm watching it and I'm just like, this, like, it's just like relatable in a very different way than the mainstream content we get, right? Where like even some of it, the mainstream content I do really love. I don't know, like there is something so relatable about those web series because they literally are just like, okay, like these are actually people I would be friends with. It's not like the Hollywood version of lesbians, mm-hmm. right? 
And like you still get like even like even in a web series, which I like I love that like you're you're having sex scenes in them too. Like that's important. Like to see lesbians like actually having realistic, like even if it's a realistic web series sex scene, like realistic sex scenes is so important. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll well, forever. Well, my but. mom, my mom watches the show, so our sex scenes were PG thirteen, uh, <laughs> uh, and and you know we had our actors again were amateur actors, and and myself amateur as well, and so we all had other jobs while we were doing the show, so it would be like you know we had a pilot. She was actually she played a pilot on the show, but she's actually a pilot. <laughs> Nice uh, <laughs> uh, teachers, um, you know, uh, uh, architects. We actually had architects, mm-hmm. bankers, uh, customer service reps. And it was like, um, we can't do no full out scene now. I'm like, I get you. My mama watches <laughs> the show, baby. I'm, I'm good. But yes, it, it is something authentic about, about the web. Yeah. I get you. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, well, or even, or even if you're going to go for the like PG-13 shot, like, it will be a PG thirteen shot that that looks realistic. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. you know what will happen you, you, after you the cameras leave. Yeah, on, you're, you're each yeah. wearing your own towel. Yeah. Your knees are near each other, but that's it. You're playing footsie, and like you're like that's not. Mm, yeah, that's not what that now, we, is. We Come went on. down to uh, underwear and and sports bras yeah. and, and boxers and briefs and all of that, and and we made some we made some hot sex scenes. Now. Listen, and then you're also boiling dildos, and that's the realistic content that we crave. That we there need. You like, there you I go. don't think that's what we need. We haven't seen that yet. Come yeah. on, where where's that in our Netflix series? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> where's the dildo in the dishwasher Netflix? Where, where is, is it? it? There, Come on. Where is there was a there was a scene in Broad City where she literally put a dildo in the in the dishwasher, but it wasn't dishwasher safe. Like she melted someone's dildo oh, no. in the dishwasher. <laughs> But that was not a. You know, well, we made I guess Johnson yeah. soup, so we boiled out. <laughs> you did it Listen, differently. I, you did it differently. This is slightly, slightly unrelated, but it's just I'm having like a flashback right now, and it's making me laugh. So I'm going to share it anyways. <laughs> but when I first moved to Boston for grad school, and I lived in uh, in a house, they were like um, this couple was renting out a couple rooms in their house, and they were renting out a room to me, and they were renting out a room to um, the wife's best friend from college, who was like this very flamboyant uh, gay man who was great. Um, and one, one, one time he accidentally ordered, uh, an, uh, the wrong, he, he ordered the wrong size, uh, dildo for himself. And it was, I, I like easily the size of my full arm, like shoulder to like, it was enormous. It was like the biggest dildo I've ever seen in my life. Um, and when it came, he like thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Cause he was like, I vastly misread <laughs> the spec sheet on this one. Um, and now it's here. What do I do with it? And so it just became this like running joke where you would just hide it around the house for someone to find. And then like, if you were the one who found it, you had to hide it for the next person. And we opened a lot of dishwasher, uh, like open the dishwasher door to a giant dildo in your face. Um, so that's it. I'm just having flashbacks. That's all. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Uh, but it, it does make you laugh. <laughs> and Cherie was like, can we talk about dildos on this podcast? Right. Yeah, um, not <laughs> Clearly we can. We're actually going to bleep this whole story. It's uh, just going to be one beep, long beep, 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 beep out sound. 
And I'm like, and to, I'm like, and to segue, you are writing your first children's book. No. <laughs> oh, please, let's talk but about you, something. You really know that, segue. Really I'm that. like sort of kidding, but I do really want to hear about your children's book. Um, it's called. Oh, look, you have it ready. Oh, yes. Please but tell you us. You really destroyed that segue. Um, I know. I really well, crushed well, it. Yeah, I really crushed it. You know what? Smooth and take the head listen, off and listen, segue. Here's, wait, how about this for a segue? That dildo was approximately the height of a small child who might enjoy books. How's that? Oh, my God. No, How's that? <laughs> Still bad. Still bad. All right. We'll talk about something else before we talk about the, the children's book. But I. You know what I also have? Our children. Lee does have children. Lee does have children. Lee does have children, and they will not. They will not be listening to this episode. In addition to a storied past, I also have birthed children. Well, one child that I birthed. Oh my god, Lee! Ridiculous. (laughs) I'm trying here, Ellie. I'm trying. No, you're doing great. You're doing great. (laughs) Okay, so Cherie, tell us. Tell us about this kids book because I, I I honestly am always in the market for children's books right now because you can't keep we can't keep up. I mean, kids kids love books. The children's book is called Black Girl Magic. So during a lot happened during quarantine. I mean, I wrote scripts, I wrote books, I did. <laughs> I was in the house like I thought we were all gonna die like. <laughs> When it first happened. So in the midst of that, our, our country was in a, a, a little social unrest, uh, you know, with events happening in our country. And, you know, I always noticed that black women were like always on the forefront. And then I started seeing little black girls, uh, you know, at marches, you know, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. And, and mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. you know, one of our representative, uh, representatives died, uh, uh, what begins with a G, uh, Gostenberg, uh, goodness. Um, anyway, she wears the pearls. No. Oh, Ginsburg. Yes, yes, yes. When she passed, there was a picture of a young lady with a, a Wonder Woman, a super superhero costume and she was saluting her with her her tutu on i thought that was like oh my gosh that's so precious oh my gosh and i just wanted to give a word to our young girls (laughs) like you have to find your inner magic your inner confidence you cannot let anyone silence you silence your voice you are going to be bullied. You're going to be taunted. The pretty girls are going to be picked on. Your hair is going to be pulled. But in my book, Black Girl Magic, we overcome all of that in this book that gives the girls the confidence that they need to find their inner magic to overcome all obstacles that come their way. So that was, that was the purpose of the book, and that was the timing of the book. I mean, I was sitting, the little girl, no justice, no peace. And she meant that. <laughs> she meant what she said. And uh, I was like, let me write, girl. Yes, we need more to have your confidence. Yes. I, I just sat down and had an idea and like, let me get and publish a book. So uh, we're, we're waiting on uh, that to be completed. Um, the book has been completed and uh, uh, several copies 
um, have been delivered. And then uh, we noticed that there was one grammatical error. And so, um, yeah, it's been a hold up about two months on getting that redone. But this week, uh, I'm going to get that corrected uh, with the publisher. And uh, then we'll we'll probably by the middle of this month, uh, the books will be up to sale uh, on Amazon and, and the website. So amazing. Um, I you know what I love, too, is like one of the one of my favorite things so far having the girls and like, um, you know, I haven't read a lot of children's books in the last uh, like 30 years of my life. And um, and one of the things that I've loved is like comparing books now to like the books I remember when I was a kid growing up and just like the messages in them or even you know like we still get a decent amount of like especially like older relatives and like family friends and stuff who like buy the books that they remember liking for like your kids and so you get this weird collection of like mostly newer modern books and then like here's this classic from like 1947 and you're like I don't know if mommy wants to read this one actually like it's not it's a little mm, not the best story but like okay fine but then there's just so many great like yeah I think exactly what you're saying like just the way that that kids books these days like frame like confidence and all of that I just I love it I I thinking about back on certain books you know how i had dr seuss's books and like how a lot of them have been thrown out and like you didn't know what the hell he was talking about like back in the day and a moose is a goose is loose is loose and green eggs and ham and now people have spun it like that's some racial stuff involved there's some uh, discrimination involved and i was like oh not dr seuss green eggs and ham I do. I do know. And I also, I mean, it's like, I, it's so hard sometimes because there are things where you're like, I see it. There are absolutely like some of the older like classics where you're just like, I do see it. And then there's others where you're like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, but like, yeah. And then there's some where you're like, I, I'm not even sure. And it, it does, it like makes you question everything. But my, my main takeaway is there's so many like new great kids books out there and they're so wonderful. And it's, it just makes me so happy when you can sit down and like read books with your kids and be, you know, being like, Hey, here's how to like learn about our confidence and our bodies and our body images and anxiety and race and like acceptance and families and just like so many different things that I'm like, man, I did not have this in my kids' books growing up. Come on. I love it. And I'm so excited. I know a lot of people will be really excited to read your book as well. Whenever it is out, we will blast it all over the place. Um, I think it is time for our Q&A. Are you ready, Lee? I am so ready. I'm always ready. Q, 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 and, 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 and. <laughs> Question number one. How do you identify? A, femme, B, mask, C, stud, or D, stem? It's also or okay secret, to, secret it's also okay e to say is, is, is I identify e as Sheree. <laughs> yeah, E is Sheree. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to put them on our, we're going to put them on our Twitter. So it's, it's also for other people to answer. I would go B and C. So masculine and stud. And then, yeah, you're going to have to throw an E in there. I'm Sheree because then people will tell me, how you tell me how I identify? 
You're not. You're too soft to be a stutter. You you don't take the trash out. You won't kill the spider. You know, <laughs> you can't be a stud. So masculine B C E. I like it. I like it. Okay. Question two. What most commonly leads to creativity for you out of A, heartbreak, B, joy, C, calm, or D, chaos? A and D. Nothing I've made has come out of calm. I don't, well, I did a religious show called Empowerment Zone, so we had Jesus with us. So I think that's about the common show, but everything else has been created out of chaos or heartbreak. So. I, 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 these are two answers for me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good answer. I mean, I understand that. I feel like most creative people probably are like, yeah, my brain is the most chaotic place in the world. And yet here's something for you that it created out of chaos and devastation here. Do you like it? <laughs> and most people do. All right. <laughs> Question number three. How do you organize your creative ideas? Speaking of chaos, how do you organize your creative ideas? A, chalkboard, B, notebook, C, Google Sheets, or D, just vibes? New house, so no chalkboard. Used to be chalkboard, used to be A. Uh, So we're going to go now with uh, notebook. Fair, fair enough. Um, I'm just curious to see who answers just vibes because I just, I love that for those people. (laughs) Um, question four, this is just a yes or no. Do you still have cable? No. Are you only subscribed to SVTV? Do you have any other subscriptions? I don't. I I think I'm the only person on earth who does not have Netflix, Hulu, or anyone else. I have SVTV Network. (laughs) I have, uh, I don't have cable. Um, I get basic channels. Um, I'm never home, y'all. Like, COVID was like the longest I was home. <laughs> like, I need the internet, I'm working, or I'm not home. Uh, and, and when I'm home, I'm working. So I need the internet, you know. So, no, I do not have cable. No, I do have. And when people ask me, like, just in random, like, they were here today to, like, hook up the internet and cable, and they were painting and stuff for me. Uh, and is that where your cable goes? You have cable? Who do you have for cable? I don't have cable. Oh, but you got Netflix. You can just get the 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 uh, uh, Fire Stick and you know you, you use that. And I don't have Netflix. No, you can get Netflix. You don't have Netflix. <laughs> it's like I, people don't. I have SBTV Network. We are the table. I honestly yeah. love that. You really, you're really like. Putting your money where your mouth is. I really appreciate that. I'm the worst kind of millennial right now who has cable and all the streaming services. I'm the worst. So do I, but that's so I guess we're both. You're supposed to choose between one or the other. I know I can't. I can't choose. My wife hates me for it. (laughs) She she blames me and she keeps asking and I keep being like, no, "No, I like having cable. It's okay. All right. We're going to go to our final question of our Q&A. Question number five, what's your favorite type of kids book? A, unicorns, B, magic, C, mermaids, or D, trucks? Magic. I like magic. I'm a Harry Potter fan. I I wrote, you know, black girl magic. I I like magic. I like the magic. Disney magic. When they're not supporting, (laughs) don't say gay. Uh, But like Disney magic, just magic. There's always been magic in my life. 
these are for sure not influenced in any way at all by my kids' favorite books. <laughs> I like trucks. Listen, <laughs> we we just had to buy so much stuff um, because my kids are starting preschool next week, and uh, and we let them pick because we are those parents. We let them pick, like you know, we had to get like backpacks, and you have to get a lunchbox, and we just we like get them up on the wet, on the on the computer, and we're like, which one do you like? Just tell mommy. We're just gonna get. I'm not gonna fight you over like, no, you get the green one and you get the this one. Um, and Audrey picked cars for like half of her stuff. She wanted cars cars and dinosaurs um and like one of their favorite books we get it from the library all the time one of their favorite books at the library is called trucker and train and they're a big fan so i just i i'm telling you these are like completely just based on these are the books my kids love and there's many more options but these are the ones i picked because i wrote the question <laughs> good job lee remember for all of you you can give us your own answers to this episode's q and gay questions on our twitter at less hangout pod sheree thank you so much for hanging out with us this has been so amazing i i just feel like i'm among magic right now like your vibes are like just so magical uh very calming uh you know but we're creating great stuff out of the calm so this is a first for me. So thank you uh, for the opportunity to join in today. Uh, it's been a great experience. You guys are great. Tell all of our listeners, where can they find you if you if they want to follow? I don't know if you have social media that you want people to follow you on or where they can find SVTV and how they can sign up and find all the stuff you're working on. All right. So personal, I have a personal website, uh, www.thesheriejohnson.com. Uh, on there uh, is my life and, and the book will be on there as well. It's getting updated. Uh, but yeah, my my life is on my personal website. Um, the network, uh, Strong Voices Television. Um Content made for us and by us. Uh, you can subscribe today. Uh, we have web access and all of the apps. You can subscribe at www.svtbnetwork.com or you can simply download the app. We're on iOS, Android, Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV, just TV. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I love it. I'm sure plenty of people will be subscribing after this. Like we said, thank you so much, Sheree. We are so happy to be able to talk to you. And thank you for doing everything that you're doing for the community. Thank you. Let me hear you say hip, 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 hip. We love hearing from all of you and we love building this community. And so we like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And as you all know, while we are crowdfunding Journey to the Heart, we are shouting out every week everybody who has donated to our campaign. And so bear with us because this week was busy. There were so many of you, but we do want to thank everyone who donated because it means a lot to us. So we want to start by saying thank you to Leon, Ashley, Michael, Kayla, Nedret, Darren, Mark, Betty, Katie, Karen, Sarah, Catherine, Kayla, Andrew, Melinda, Hannah, Ken, Natalie, Brooke, Rachel, Christopher, Adeline, Ello, Lorena, Kelsey, Liz, Mercedes, Elise, Noel, Mark, Anthony, another Anthony, Jack, Amy, Anna, Durr, Ellen, Mary Ellen, Joanne, Maya, Jolene, Terry, Molly, Hannah, 
Ella, Tina, Jeremiah, Frank, Elizabeth, Anne, John, Julia, Corden, Chloe, John, Misha, Gabriella, Isaiah, and Janine. Thank you all so much. Thank you to everybody who has donated to the campaign so far. Everybody who has yet to donate, whose names we just haven't gotten to yet, because don't worry, we will get to you. And we just, we couldn't do it without all of you. And it means so, so much to us. I'd also like to say we did that all in one take. No editing necessary. Very impressive. It's because we practiced all these years with our Lesbian Jesus patrons. So here we go. Thank you to our Lesbian Jesus patrons. Mark Foster. Jess Klaus. Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rose Nishino. Sarah and Julia. Danny Gunlock-Tamora. Brittany Ray. Alana Rosen. Lizette Stye. Stacy, A.D. Benitez. Fiona W. Whitney Lennon. Jennifer Trujillo. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. Leah Henley. Liz Chen. Julia Gonzalez. And Ashley White. Thank you all so much for supporting us year after year. We appreciate you all so much. And we really could not create the show without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Les Hangout Pod. And our TikTok is actually popping off now. So yay! <laughs> Email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com if you want to be featured in a hip hip for gay. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com or our production company website at dollarbeanproductions.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so be the first to know when new episodes drop. And make sure that you have listened to all the episodes of The Flame. They are available everywhere you listen to podcasts before Journey to the Heart comes out. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash lessonhangoutpod to catch them. If you want to support the podcast, the first way that is free and easy is to leave us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasts app. It helps new people find the show, and we love reading the reviews. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We love all of our patrons. We have our Patreon-only Discord chat. We have ad-free episodes, and we have watch parties for each of our Lessentials. You can also help support us in making our podcast musicals. That means helping us make Journey to the Heart and helping us bring the flame to the stage in New York. You can find that at bit.ly slash theflamepatreon. If you want some Less Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash Les Shop, we have all kinds of designs to let everyone in your life know you're gay, gay, gay. <laughs> if you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out, out.